<laughs> oh, no, 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 whoa, whoa, chills. Just a mask. See? Don't freak out. Right? <sighs> Welcome to the Geek Generation. I am your host, Rob Logan. And with me in the studio today, Anna Zipkak Skilling ZS, whatever it is. Yay! Yay! I think we we need to make like a final decision on the name thing. Zipkak Skilling, Zipkak Skilling ZS. Go with a weird like. I am the only Anna here, so I could. It could just be Anna. It could just be Anna, because we have like a plethora of mics. Which That's causes true. a problem, but I'm really the only Anna. Yeah. Okay, so Anna's here. Woo! <laughs> so unless we get another Anna. There which... will be no other. <laughs> there can be only one. Never. <laughs> I will destroy her. So uh, I haven't seen you in a while. No, it's been... Since the... Geekies? Yeah, the Geeky Awards. Really? I think that was the last time you were on. Hmm. I know. So we have a lot to talk about. Yeah. I uh, went to Anime Boston recently. Mm-hmm. Which I don't know if you've ever been to. No, my sisters went, but I didn't go. Are you that big into the anime? I appreciate the art, but it's so silly that I, I just can't. <laughs> I can't. I have like Vampire Hunter D. Yeah. Um, and I like the I like the artwork a lot just to look at it, but I don't really like watching them. Yeah. Like I hated Akira. Oh, really? yeah. I'm not a big it. fan of it either. No, honestly. I don't get it. I don't understand what the big deal is about that movie. Yeah. It's a lot bigger than I thought it was going to be. It's at the Heinz Convention Center. It actually takes up more space than uh, Boston Comic Con does. Really? When I go to that. And there's a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, when my sisters went, they said it's like not even, it's almost like just a comic book convention. Like, it is. There's not that much anime stuff. And like there's so, she said she was shocked by how many people were dressed like Doctor Who, mm-hmm. which is just not the venue for Doctor Who. <laughs> I yeah. mean, why would you do that? Yeah. My buddy was dressed up as the 11th Doctor and then. I saw a ton of people as like Disney characters. And of course, there's all the it's more cosplay than I saw like New York Comic Con. Yeah, I think that's crazy cosplay. Yeah, Yeah. but it's very spread out. It doesn't feel as organized. And maybe it is. And it was just my first time there, like jumping floors and going all over the place. It was crazy. It was fun. I had a good time. And I took a ton of uh, not a ton, but I took some cosplay pictures in the galleries up at thegeekgeneration.com for people who want to check it out. So you can go check that out. And then last week's episode was one of the panels from Anime Boston, which was interesting. Uh, so if you haven't heard that, go check that out, too. Uh, last night, speaking of Disney, too, I had a fun evening because I had uh, my brother, his wife, and my niece and nephew over here for dinner. And then we all watched Frozen together because nice. they hadn't seen it. And my niece was, like, just entranced by the whole thing. And I, it is definitely better for younger kids because it is so heavy musically. As opposed to some other more recent Disney movies, they don't have as many songs, and Frozen has a ton of them. They're supposed to be really good. I haven't seen it yet. <gasps> I know. I can't believe it. I know. Oh, no. I know. You might have to take the Blu-ray home with you. You have the Blu-ray? Yeah. Awesome. Of course I do. That's awesome. No, because yeah. it's the problem, a big problem I have with Disney movies, and the same problem I had with Tangled is... you. You should all know by now, I really don't go to the theater. Mm-hmm. Um, and Disney movies are very hard to get a hold of 
post release. Yeah. Um, you can't get them on Netflix. You can't get them on Amazon. You can buy it. Right, um, right. The digital copy on Amazon, but you cannot rent it. Mm-hmm. Um, so pretty much the only way to watch it is if you're lucky enough to catch it at a red box or um, to pay for it on demand, like through your cable provider, which is right. usually like $6. Yeah. Which for a rental, that's just a little too steep for me. Yeah. It's definitely heavy for a rental. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I love it, obviously. I mean, I've talked about it on the show before. It was in the top 10. Right. list of movies right and my nephew the whole time though is like super question asker oh my nephew's like that about too. everything and yeah. then it even he he wasn't even staying focused on the movie his attention veered off into all the stuff on my shelves and whatnot and <laughs> he what he held the captain america shield pretty much the whole movie nice you yeah. do have a very distracting room i do here. there's yeah. a lot of like kid yeah. <laughs> look at this there's type a things. lot of toys in this room yeah yeah my nephew's the same way we watched um uh, Christmas Vacation this year and the whole I mean if everybody knows the, the opening scene to Christmas Vacation is they're driving to go get the tree mm-hmm. so they're driving through the snow and this is my nephew he's five literally what are they doing where are they going how why is it snowing is yeah. it Christmas time they're getting a tree why are they getting the tree I mean the whole time so yeah. finally my brother his dad had to say EJ we don't talk during movies, <laughs> you know, because it was cute for like five minutes, but right. it was a solid five minutes. So we oh, had, he's a chatterbox. We, we had anyway. to stop him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Last night he was there actually off subject, but he uh, I was joking with him. I go, you really like to talk, too. And he literally went, yeah, I like to talk and talk and talk and talk. And then I might like stop and eat or something. But then I keep talking and talking and talking. <laughs> <laughs> this is my nephew. He's so funny. We need to get him a microphone. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, he's yeah. going to be an actor because he's very expressive, too. He is. Like yeah. his face, like he, oh, he's hilarious. <laughs> hilarious. Too good. Oh, yeah. Uh, we have so much news this week. Cool. And it's been a while since we've done it that I almost feel like we should jump into the news first. Okay. And take care of some of that stuff. And then we'll come back around and see what we have time for after that. All right. Uh, so jumping into the news real quick, the first thing, did you see the trailer for the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie? No. You didn't? I didn't know that was out yet. You didn't? No. Do we have to pause and watch it? Uh, probably. Okay, we'll be right back with that. <laughs> I can't believe you haven't seen it yet. I didn't know it was released yet. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Johnny! So what'd you think? Awesome. Yeah? Yeah? I know, right? Right? Better than expected. Especially when it starts off with from producer Michael Bay. Well, you know, he's honestly, he's kind of 50-50. Yeah. You know, I mean, I think he's really got to not do sequels. I think that's the problem. Yeah? If he just sticks to oneers, That's he, actually not be as right. bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That makes sense. I do wish they made her hair lighter, though. Because, like, the, the turtles look so good. Yeah. And she just doesn't look like April. Yeah, I mean, they did add a red tint to her hair to kind of give it more than just the black, dark look. Yeah. Which is good. And they're definitely going with the orange jacket. I mean, yeah, orange, yellow, yellow jacket. Yellow jacket. Yeah, I know colors. <laughs> that's cool, but she should have had lighter hair. Yeah. And I'm fine. I'm still fine with Megan Fox being April O'Neil. It's not like it's a super deep character that we all have to worry about. I think you know? we're all going to be kind of paying attention to the turtles. Yeah. Yeah. And I think they're getting the personalities in there that we want to see. Yeah. So that's good. Yeah. Uh, especially like the, you can just hear them interacting, sliding down and they're laughing and right. having a good time down the snow. And yeah, I think that's going to be a good time. Even the bit with Mikey at the end. So yep. I'm excited about it. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, here's another huge one. 
I don't know if you've seen this on the social networks. I know you're not super active on there. The, the one social network <laughs> yeah, that right. I participate with. Uh, Facebook has announced that it has reached a definitive agreement to acquire Oculus VR Inc. for a total of approximately $2 billion. Do you know what Oculus VR is? No. With the company's virtual reality headset, the Oculus Rift, Facebook plans to extend Oculus's existing advantage in gaming to communications, media, and entertainment, education, and other areas. The Oculus Rift is kind of the foremost VR headset going on right now. Okay. It originally was a Kickstarter campaign that they were asking, I think, two hundred or two hundred fifty thousand dollars. They ended up making two point five million in the initial campaign, and it's been developed for lots of different things. It's not mass marketed yet, but people have prototypes of it. There's a development kit you can buy and you can anyone can kind of program for the Rift. And it's very like responsive, very good, very active and people love it so far. And as soon as Facebook bought it, some people were like, I don't know about this now because it kind of changes. Okay, you're going to be walking around a freaking ad's going to come up and be like, are you ready to have a baby? Right. <laughs> yeah. And you're going to be like, leave me alone. Right. Yeah. I made the joke online that like now I can walk among the vegetables in Farmville. Like, woohoo. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Super right. exciting. Right. Um, Facebook founder and CEO Mark Zuckerberg said about the purchase, mobile is the platform of today. And now we're also getting ready for the platforms of tomorrow. Oculus has the chance to create the most social platform ever and change the way we work, play and communicate. I understand like wanting to get into it, but Facebook just doesn't seem like the right fit for the foremost VR gaming technology. No, they're way too corrupt and and like, you know, they're just all about money and it irritates everybody that uses it. Yeah. So how is that going to benefit anybody? Because I'm sure if they didn't purchase it, you'd be able to get like a Facebook app for it. Mm -hmm. You know, so what's the... Uh, and you're know. not the only one that thinks that. I'm sure. Marcus Person, a.k.a. Notch, the creator of Minecraft, was excited about bringing his creation to the Oculus Rift. Imagine walking through... Minecraft and being able to look around and right. that's not a high graphics area. So it seems like it lends itself perfectly as to like an entry game for the Oculus Rift and sorry, super, super popular. The recent announcement of Facebook's purchase appears to have changed his tune though. On the same day as the acquisition announcement was made, Notch tweeted the following quote, we were in talks about maybe bringing a version of Minecraft to Oculus. I just canceled that deal. Facebook creeps me out. Nice. <laughs> well said. Right? Yeah. The statement apparently had press knocking at Notch's door, so he took to his own site to elaborate on the comments, saying, quote, Facebook is not a company of grassroots tech enthusiasts. Facebook is not a game tech company. Facebook has a history of caring about building user numbers and nothing but building user numbers. People have made games for Facebook platforms before, and while it worked great for a while, they were stuck in a very unfortunate position when Facebook eventually changed the platform to better fit the social experience they were trying to build. Don't get me wrong, VR is not bad for social. In fact, I think social could become one of the biggest applications of VR. Being able to sit in a virtual living room and see your friend's avatar, business meetings, virtual cinemas where you feel like you're actually watching the movie with your friend who is seven time zones away. But I don't want to work with social. I want to work with games. There you go. Well said. I agree. I agree. So it's probably going to be an interesting application when it comes to Facebook uh, and hardware application, I should say. Because applications mean something totally different now. Right. <laughs> uh, but I I don't like the deal. I think it's just, I mean, it, oh God, it, and I sound like such an old lady saying this, but like 
it's already so bad with the kids mm-hmm. and the people, you know, older people too, just not being able to put their phones down. Yes. So now you're going to have this thing on your freaking head and you're going to be walking around and you're going to be in the virtual world instead of the real world. And right. It's just not a good idea. I agree. You know, there's going to be, first of all, an immediate car accident caused mm-hmm. by this. And then there's going to be like a new... You know, we're already hands-free in the car. That yep. I don't know about all the states, but in Massachusetts, we have to be hands-free in mm-hmm. the car. And already, like, you're going to not be able to use, like, headsets anymore either. You know right, what I mean? Right. It's like, okay, well, I'm hands-free, but I have this freaking thing over my eye where, like, my buddies are popping up every five seconds. Well, the good part of the equation is that at current build right now, the technology doesn't work away from a computer. Yeah. So they at least have to be grounded for the time being. That's going to be brief though right yeah right because things are moving so fast who knows like google glass might become the next evolution of right the rift like some sort of integration there right exactly it's creepy a little bit i'm gonna go move it i already live in the woods but i'm gonna move like farther (laughs) away not gonna have any internet start building a log cabin well i live in a log cabin already (laughs) (laughs) that's true but i'm gonna totally unplug my interwebs just because i'm gonna start cutting down trees and building another one that's right (laughs) Uh, well, for people that are not fans of this, even if they were Oculus Rift supporters or if they just want their VR tech, there's another option available to those people. Because at GDC 2014, Sony introduced Project Morpheus, their prototype virtual reality system for PlayStation 4. The current prototype features a head-mounted display with 1080p resolution and a 90-degree field of view. The unit features six lit areas which are tracked by the PlayStation Eye camera as well as an accelerometer and gyroscope sensors for head orientation and movement. It also features a new 3D audio technology that recreates stereoscopic sounds in all directions and changes in real time depending on your head orientation. The unit works in conjunction with a DualShock 4 controller and or the PlayStation Move. No price point has yet been announced for Project Morpheus, and a retail version is not expected to ship in 2014. So this is very much still a prototype. Uh, it is supposed to be, I know it looks kind of bulky, but it is very light on the head and the way that it all fits together and there's padding and stuff on there. Uh, and it's apparently works really well from those that have used it. And I'm interested in this, especially since I plan on getting a PlayStation 4, hopefully in the near future, actually. But I don't know, I don't know how much I'm into something like this. Would you even want to try? I mean, I'm sure you'd try it out of curiosity, but oh, yeah. is it something you'd actually want as a part of your gaming? It depends on, I don't know. See, I can't really picture like how you'd use it. Cause like I, first of all, hate first person shooters. Mm-hmm. I hate them, hate them, hate them. And I have a feeling that that's kind of the main application. The main application. So yep. I'm like, I don't know if it would really apply to the games that I play. Right. Um, I also have like a motion sickness slash inner ear. Issue oh, okay. thing. Yep. So like I can't watch 3D movies. Mm-hmm. Like I can't go to the movies and watch 3D. I get a massive headache. Yeah. So that type of stuff irritates me anyway. But mostly it would just I would try it, but it would depend on the type of game. Sure. You know. Well, early VR was definitely going to hurt people with motion sickness. Right. It wasn't smooth enough. So if there was any delay in your motion to the way that the camera moved, right. that throws your brain off right. and obviously was going to cause issues. They've apparently taken care of most, if not all, of that Yeah, between Oculus and uh, this one, which is great to hear. But again, I'm in the same boat as you. I don't necessarily want to play a first-person shooter. I'm not a big fan of them. However, if they were going to say the next Arkham game was going to be... Right, first, or like and Uncharted, I can be Batman right, and, like, something. Like, mm-hmm. even though that's still kind of first-person... 
Yeah. I'm it's it's I don't know. It just feels different. But some things that I thought would be cool, too, is like if you had like almost kind of like an RPG idea. Um, imagine a fantasy game where you're like a magician and making the spells and you can see your hand in front of you and stuff yeah. like that. And that's cool. Or Harry Potter, mm-hmm. even though it's kind of still technically a first person shooter, but you have the wand, the PlayStation move in your hand while you're looking around. And right. that's cool. Or something like Guitar Hero, where you can see the crowd in front of you. Yeah. And it feels like you're performing for an audience. That would be cool. That yeah. would be really cool. You know what else would be really neat, which is I'm going to give away one of my guilty pleasures. Yeah. But um, Animal Crossing. Yeah. Like that would be really neat in virtual reality. You could yeah. walk around and like go fishing and like go to the store. And yeah, that would be kind of fun. You want something more than like, let's just live in this other world for a little while to take a break from the current reality. And then I'll come back and. Yeah. And like more relaxed. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm kind of an old school gamer anyway. That's why I don't like first person shooters. Yep. Like I like side scrollers and platforms and old RPGs. And so none of that. I just don't feel like that applies to virtual reality. Yeah. But I think th- for people who like first person shooters and the um, Call of Duties and stuff, it's going to be awesome. Right. I mean, right. It's great. And and I think I can picture people purchasing that more than oh let's play Farmville and right. <laughs> virtual reality right. like who's gonna pick the Facebook one over the freaking Sony PlayStation one sure nobody it's a shame that the Minecraft is being canceled too because maybe they'll bring Minecraft to PlayStation Four well, in they a have VR a, they have way. it for Xbox they do yeah yep and actually there is a PS4 version either out or on the way yeah so maybe he'll just do that instead maybe he said you know he'd be more apt to support a game company because it seems like a cool game for virtual oh, yeah. reality definitely. definitely the construction aspect and it'd be cool if they like if they produced old school Doom and you could like totally play Doom in virtual reality the, uh, Doom Four has Oculus Rift support. Nice. So you can actually play that that That's way. Cool. But yeah, old school would look funny when like it's with all the pixels, right? With the pig men coming at you, that'd <laughs> right, be awesome. Right. That'd be pretty funny. Uh, following their reveal of the first photo of Grant Gustin as the Flash, the CW has now revealed a full image of the entire costume as it will appear in the upcoming Arrow spinoff series. What do you think? I think it's pretty cool. I think it's pretty good looking. Yeah. Yeah. I do too, for the most part. I don't. I like the costume just fine. I don't like this photo. No, it's weird. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like weird. his, uh, the angle of his head. No. It makes it look like he has like Cro Magnon super forehead going on. And his shoulders too. He looks like a gorilla. Yeah. I don't know who thought this was a good pose. It was not. But there are little things about the costume I wish they would change. Like the, uh, the logo has a red back instead of a white back. Yeah. And that's something just why even bother changing it, you know? Right. Maybe they didn't want it to be like a, like a beacon in the middle of shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. Which I always like, though. I mean, that's kind of the the icon, you know. Yeah. They are trying to make it look like it would fit into a world a little bit more, but it's not red spandex, that's for sure. That's true. <laughs> it does look good. Adding some sort of texture always makes a costume look more real world friendly, I guess. That's how I always used to make costume when I did dress up. Mm-hmm. Like I would always try to make it real. Like the real version of mm-hmm. whatever it was I was trying to accomplish because it does make you look like cool because you're not a cartoon. Right. So why try to look like a cartoon? Right. So I'm down with it. Looks um, pretty good. Yeah. I have seen some other shots of him just standing, not professional ones, but more like set leak photos and things like that. And it looks pretty good. There are some changes I would have liked to see to make it a little more comic accurate. Like I understand why they're going with the darker maroon color. Again, they try to make things grittier looking, but the flash is just such like a fun character like let's go with the bright red because you want to see that bright red streak behind them yeah you know yeah. just little things like that but overall 
not too bad. And it's not that this won't evolve and change as the series goes on. You have no idea how that's going to kind of play out on the full run. Even Arrow has changed his costume already a little bit. So excited for the show, like the costume and uh, yeah, all that goodness. Hey, Disney stuff. Yay. Yay. Disney chairman and CEO Bob Iger has announced that Pixar Animation Studios is currently developing two new movies from existing Pixar properties. The first is the third adventure in the Cars franchise. Do you care? I didn't see the second one. I didn't either. The first one is one of my favorite Pixar movies. And we, oh. are, we argue about this, but... That's true. I'm surprised you haven't seen the second one. No. Well, it's it seemed like a little too much. Mm-hmm. You know, like the, sto- the Toy Story sequels were still in the same realm of the first Toy Story, and you mm-hmm. can tell that from the trailers. Yeah. But the Cars sequel just seemed so blown up, you know, and, and that's the opposite of the moral background of right. the first movie so I'm like, i didn't for see sequel sake. i didn't see how they tied together and it is one of the most heavily marketed and oh god i mean yeah. they have still have toys out from that movie it's like 10 years old and they have you know and then 10, disney but. animation took over the planes franchise which is the yeah. spin-off of the cars yeah. franchise i mean and... it's definitely for kids you know little boys what is better for you if you're a little boy than right. the cars and the planes movies but it just seemed like it strayed really far from the first film i just never bothered watching it yeah Yeah, I never bothered either just because, you know. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, The other is a highly or the highly requested sequel to Brad Bird's 2004 superhero adventure, The Incredibles. I just found about this this morning, actually. Really? Yes, I just heard about this. Oh, I'm so happy. So exciting. I can't believe The Incredibles came out in 2004. The weirdest part is my... My sisters and my niece and nephew just watched The Incredibles last night. Yep. And because I let them borrow it because they had never seen it before. And so that got Holly Googling. And that's how she found that out. Oh, and she's like, okay. it's so funny because we just watched it. And yeah. we were just saying it really needs to be made into a sequel because we miss them. Yeah. You know, but I wonder if they're going to, if they're going to like, you know, because you can play with time mm-hmm. in movies. So I wonder if they're going to age Jack Jack like a lot or if he's still going to be the baby. Oh, interesting. Because he's got all these powers now. Right, So I wonder right. if, like, he'll be a kid and be able to utilize his powers or if he'll still be a baby so it'll still be, like, funny that he's got these right, right. powers. I, d- I don't think they would age him too much. But that's just a guess. I mean, I really have no idea. Yeah. I'm not basing it on anything. No. Um, it's exciting, though. I'm that very is, excited. That's probably my second favorite. Yeah, it's one of my favorite Pixar movies and definitely lends itself to a sequel more Absolutely. than a lot of them do. Definitely. Because they just kind of grounded the team. And it is an origin story, the first one. Exactly. So now they can go play with that a little bit more. Although there's currently no confirmation yet of Bird's involvement, he said in the past that he's open to another adventure if it has a truly great story behind it. So there's the potential that he will return. And I assume he would. Yeah. I feel like he would. I think the quote that I had, I think I might have it right here, said something like, the reason it took so long is because he was waiting for a good story. Right, right. I said, uh... Which almost suggests that there have been talks of some sort, even if nothing's official at this moment, or they just haven't announced it right. at this moment. Yeah, he said he didn't want to make it until he was sure that the story would be good. Yeah. After an initial leak, force their hand which it often does on the internet, things leak out, and then they go, oh, crap, well, I guess now we have to either announce or release right. something official so people don't see this initial screenshot and th- say, oh, that looks terrible. <laughs> right. Ubisoft has officially announced Assassin's Creed Unity, the next chapter of the franchise set to take place during the 18th century French Revolution. While no story or character details are currently available, it's been revealed that the game will release within the holiday 2014 time frame for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. 
I know you don't really care. Mm. Yeah. I haven't played Assassin's Creed 4. This might be great. I just don't know if I'm into getting back into the series, really. Right. Maybe I'll play 4 if it, or when it eventually becomes free on PlayStation Plus, because I've been playing some stuff that way. Uh, but I'm not like jumping uh, excitement with the Assassin's Creed games anymore. Right. But from that story, do you notice anything missing? Picture? No, no. but. <laughs> <laughs> no. What? Uh, they did say it's being released for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC, which means no Wii U planned release. Oh. Which is the same thing for uh, when we talked about Batman Arkham Knight. Also, no Wii U release planned Interesting. which means companies are slowly phasing out nintendo because hmm. they just can't keep up anymore right hardware wise it's too much work for them and not a big enough audience to develop a whole separate version of the game right for this other console that people aren't playing as much i i don't know i i sort of disagree with it's not so much that they're not playing as much as it's not the audience like, I don't think, like, you you and Volpe always joke about, oh, they're going downhill or yep. they're losing it or whatever. Yep. I don't think so at all. I think their sales are fine. I think they're selling it to young people. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's just a different audience and a different platform. Because so I don't think anybody these... is ever going to say, I don't want to play Mario anymore. Right, I think right. people are buying Wii U's just to play Mario. Oh, so I they agree. have PlayStation 3 and Wii U because they just want to keep playing those old school kid games because i know i do right, i mean i right. love that shit you know what i mean and it's like i don't think it's it's that they can't keep up or they're not keeping up i think they don't care and they don't want to they're doing their own thing mm-hmm. and they're making plenty of money doing their own thing and they don't give a shit what do they want assassin's creed for right they have fucking mario right. they don't need assassin's <laughs> creed and if you want to play assassin's creed then buy a playstation 3 or 4 yeah. You know, it, I don't think it's it's so much that they're not keeping up. I think it's they're on their own wavelength. They're yeah. doing their own thing. And yeah. they need to embrace that. We've talked about that in the past, too. Right. They need to embrace what their niche is and go with that. Right. Yeah. And I think that they're doing they're doing a good job. I mean, yeah. my sisters just got one for Christmas, and they're psyched about it. They love it. Uh, it must just be then at this point that those franchises are, since they don't share the same audience necessarily. I mean, right. they're there are probably obviously not, some people. Yeah. Those games, those versions of the games are not selling as well. Right. Exactly. So there's no reason to continue. Exactly. But I feel like it's, it's happening now with the current generation because that hardware gap is now even stretched further. Well, we than did it, was it years before ago. Too. Because yeah. we had a, we don't have a Wii U, but we had a Wii and a PlayStation 3 and we bought, um, originally the Ghostbusters game for mm-hmm. Wii and it sucked. So we bought the one for PlayStation 3. Oh. But so we have two copies of that game and we only play the PlayStation 3 one. Interesting. But we still play. Mario Kart and we sure, still, you sure. know what I mean? So it's just, it just doesn't work for that type of game, but it's still totally valid thing. Yeah. You know, so I wouldn't even call that a new generation problem. I would say that was the last generation's problem. Mm, that's true. At least now they have HD. <laughs> right. It's just the hardware is just so different. Right. Uh, ABC and Marvel Entertainment have debuted first looks at the concept art for Avengers Age of Ultron, Scarlet Witch, and Quicksilver, <gasps> along with Iron Man's Hulkbuster armor, which will all potentially be in the uh, sequel to the Avengers. So here is a look at the concept art for the Hulkbuster armor. It looks exactly like it does from what we can see in the comics, which is awesome. Very cool. People unfamiliar with the Hulkbuster armor, it's basically just a hulking, <laughs> gigantic armor that Tony's created to go one-on-one with the Hulk if he ever needed to. I don't know why they would need it for the movie necessarily. Maybe Hulk loses control. Uh, maybe 
it's for training purposes. Uh, it could be any number of things, but it looks like they plan on putting it in there. And I always like the Hulkbuster armor. It is a fan favorite armor, so it's kind of cool to see it. This is the concept art for Scarlet Witch, which looks very different than the comic books. Yeah. Yeah. She's wearing a red jacket. That's yep. about it. Yeah. Well, the Scarlet Witch in the comics is usually kind of scantily clad, uh, but they do have versions of her that are very covered up, but there's no cape. There's no headdress going on. It is very grounded in reality type, just borrowing some basic elements from the uh, costume and nothing really outside of what normal attire kind of looks like. There's nothing really superhero about this. She's got a flannel shirt wrapped around her waist. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, is she me? I don't know. <laughs> it's like, okay. Um, and it's funny, too. You actually could kind of pull off that look right now with what you're currently I wearing. I have a red leather jacket, and <laughs> yeah. I'm wearing plaid. Okay. Yeah, there you go. Uh, and Quicksilver is a little more superhero-ish, so he's got a sleek costume going on. Not a lot of silver in there. It's a two-piece, though. Yeah. You can see that it's a shirt and pants. It's not like a unitard. True, thing. true. So uh, what do you think of those in general? Um, One and three look cool, too. I don't know. I think that the this like might be kind of an origin story for her, though. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's okay. True. Maybe she'll develop later into something else. But that really is just street clothes, so yeah, that's pretty yeah. boring. And who knows how... She's wearing a... I mean, for you guys who can look at it on the website later, but just yeah. real quick, um, it's a skirt... A flannel shirt wrapped around her waist and a red leather jacket. So it pretty much makes no sense. Yeah. Well, uh, set photos have leaked also showing off Elizabeth Olsen as Scarlet Witch and Aaron Taylor Johnson as Quicksilver. So there have been some minor changes from the concept art. Here is Elizabeth Olsen as Scarlet Witch. Not a big change aside from the white dress is now black. Right. Which, I don't know. The gloves are a little more Scarlet Witch. Mm-hmm. The other gloves would look like work gloves. And these are like not even really gloves. They're like wrist wraps. Yep. And they look like they have some embellishment on them. Yeah. So that's a little better. It's a little better. And then actually, I really like Aaron Taylor Johnson's adjustment for Quicksilver. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> you don't? He just looks like a ski bum. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's more superhero for sure. It has more silver accents to kind of go with the namesake and fit the comic costume a little more. And unlike the concept art, he has silver hair yeah. now, which is also good. Yeah. I think they're all right. Yeah, he definitely looks like an extreme sports guy, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's a little... I could picture him on Loon Mountain. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, Honestly, I think his costume in the comics has that same kind of idea. Yeah. It's just when you take something and bring it into real life, sometimes right. that's the way things work out right uh so we're gonna take a quick break right there make you listen to some commercials <laughs> and then we'll be right back looking for a way to show your geek pride we've got a great selection of t-shirts over at the geek generation store to help you out represent the geek generation with a g shield logo tee become lord of the geeks or rock the gamer shirt all proceeds support the show and allow us to continue bringing you free content Get your shirt now by going to thegeekgeneration.com slash store. Hey, Amazon users. If you'd like to help support the show, please go to thegeekgeneration.com slash Amazon, which will bring you right to the Amazon homepage. If you make a purchase after using this link, you've helped the show by earning us a commission, and it won't cost you any extra money. Please use this link for all your future Amazon shopping. That's thegeekgeneration.com slash Amazon. Hi, this is Carrie Byron from the Mythbusters, and you're listening to The Geek Generation, my favorite podcast. 
CBS has announced a multi-year broadcast renewal for the top-rated, critically acclaimed comedy, The Big Bang Theory. Last time the series was renewed, CBS locked it in for two additional years, but this time around they've made the unprecedented move of extending the show for three more years all the way through the 2016-2017 season. That's nuts. Yeah, that's a long time. They must have some audience. Yeah, <laughs> I would say so. I don't know if a three series renewal has ever in the history of television been no. thrown out. No, that's a long ass time. Yeah. And it's funny, too, because if you look at I don't know what the ratings for Big Bang Theory are, but if you look at them, they're probably minor compared to like 10 or 15 years ago. Some of the bigger shows on TV, like put it against Friends. Right. And it probably doesn't even compare. Right. And yet they're the ones it's just so hard to get a loyal, huge audience these days because there's so much way, so many ways to consume content from the Internet or from uh, Netflix and Amazon and all that shit. Yeah, that's I'm a little surprised. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that it's still good and I still like it, but mm-hmm. I do feel like it's tapered off. It's like a lot of other shows where the characters start getting married and yeah. like it starts to lose its luster yep. kind of thing. So I I don't know. Hopefully they'll just keep. I mean, Sheldon, I guess, can carry the show by himself pretty yeah. much. So, <laughs> I mean, hopefully it'll be good because I still like it. Yeah, but, me too. But, you know, that's, yeah. a long, that's a long time. I know thing. it is. It's a big commitment. I'm hoping they do do some like new characters or Phase out some ones we don't want to necessarily see on there anymore. Amy, sorry, <laughs> sorry. Oh, was you saying something? I do want them to get another girl on the show that's not, I don't want to say like me, but like not wicked smart. Like mm-hmm. it bothers me that Amy and Bernadette are so intelligent because like nerds don't have to be scientists. Right. You know, like people can like video games and comic books. And actually, Amy and Bernadette don't even like comic books. Right. They're right. just smart. Yeah. Like, that's why they're nerdy. And it sort of bothers me that there's no real female geek presence. The female geek ah. on that show is very stereotypical female geek. Right. I'm short. I wear glasses and I'm smart. Right. And that's not really how we all are. I think that they need to get a chick that wants to do cosplay, that pl- wants to play video games with them, that is more That would be an interesting element female. to introduce to kind of like challenge Leonard's affection for Penny. Right. Be like, oh, here's a super hot geeky girl. Right. Because like, they do exist. They do. <laughs> just go to New York Comic Con. They're all half naked. Um, but really, I mean, I just did. I mean, even, I guess, with the main characters, too. Like, everybody has a doctorate. And then, you know, Wallowitz has a master's. And it's yeah. like, being geeky or nerdy a lot of times has to do with being intelligent, mm-hmm. but not always. And you don't have to be stupid like Penny, either. You don't have right, to be an right. idiot. Like, why can't you just have a normal person on that show who is into Star Trek and, yeah. who you know, who wants to play Dungeons & Dragons? Sure. Even a male character, because none of the male characters are like that, either. Right. It's a little too stereotypical as far as nerds go. Yeah. Which is, I think, what some people have a beef with the show. Kind right. of like in the right. geek community. You're like, well, we don't like it because it's too simple flying. Right, right. And we want to see... More depth in our geeks. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be nice. I agree. I'd like to see some little changes like that. Yep. Screenshots and artwork from Batman Arkham Knight have been released by Rocksteady Studios, showcasing Batman and the Batmobile, as well as, finally, the new villain, the Arkham Knight himself. I saw that on your Facebook page. That's pretty badass. Yeah, right? Yeah, that's cool. 
I uh, it's not entirely what I expected. It's more silver. I thought maybe he'd be a little darker, but I do like it. Well, he's also got a light shining directly on it. That's true. So he might be because if he was too black, you wouldn't be able to see the detail. Right. And it might make it harder to contrast him with Batman in that case, too. Right. But I do like the look. I think very it's very cool. cool. Yeah. I mean, we had joked a little bit about an Iron Man Batman suit, and that is kind of what we ended up with in a way. And yet at the same time, it's like pretty much just the helmet in sense of those terms. Yeah. And the rest is very tactical. Yep. And there's a lot of speculation online already about, oh, who is it? Is it Jason Todd? Is it Joker coming back or any number of characters? And I'm like, I don't think so. I think it's just going to be an original character. Yeah. I actually think one of the coolest things to do would be if there was kind of a like a one off character from Arkham Asylum, the first game that maybe you helped or inadvertently hurt in some way or he felt he was uh, hurt in some way by Batman and it was kind of a throw off in the game. If maybe that character came back to kind of tie it all back together as this character, I think that'd be really cool. That would be cool, but I also think that if they want to pull a Harley Quinn with this and really have it be its own character, then Mm -hmm. it kind of has to come out of nowhere. Right. A little bit. I agree with that, too. And they did create it in conjunction with DC Comics. So I'm thinking that the hope is this character becomes popular enough to where they can then translate him over into the comics as they did with Harley. Right. I'm definitely seeing like popular cosplay with this too oh god yeah this would be a sick costume for people to do and practical like because it's being things in the arkham universe do feel very grounded in reality right so to actually put this together physically would work pretty much yeah yep looks awesome to me so far i'm very excited i like the leather i like the leather and it's not just metal yep it's like got you know, his pants are kind of normal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it really is kind of like SWAT gear. Right. Which is very cool. We had talked about Amazon a little bit before. Uh, Amazon has announced that the annual membership fee for Amazon Prime will be increasing from $79 to $99 a year. Wah, wah. In an email sent out to members, Amazon says, quote, even as fuel and transportation costs have increased, the price of Prime has remained the same for nine years. Since 2005, the number of items eligible for unlimited free two-day shipping has grown from 1 million to over 20 million. We also added unlimited access to over 40,000 movies and TV episodes with Prime Instant Video and a selection of over 500,000 books to borrow from the Kindle Owner's Lending Library. The site added, if your membership renews before April 17th, 2014, you'll be charged at a membership rate of $79. If your membership renews on or after April 17th, 2014, you'll be charged at a membership rate of $99. So you have, if you plan on renewing and you want to lock in that $79 rate, uh, do it before April 17th. And if you want to sign up and become a new member of Amazon Prime, you can do that at thegeekgeneration.com slash prime. And that will help us out at the same time that it locks you in with that cheaper rate. How do you feel about the increase? Um... It obviously bothers me, but it really, it's still worth it. If it keeps happening, that's going to suck. Like, mm-hmm. I've heard all these rumors about, like, Netflix going up because of the bandwidth. Oh, like, have you heard that? I like, have, yeah. So, I mean, if this stuff gets too much money, then I'm going to start canceling them. But for now, like, between the Prime, between the Prime Instant Video, mm-hmm. which I use every day. Yep. And the shipping, which I buy more and more stuff. Like, I buy 
ridiculous things on Amazon now because of the free shipping. Yeah. I hate going anywhere. Yeah. So I buy like trash bags on Amazon Prime. Like oh, yeah. I buy everything on Amazon Prime. And um I also bought a Kindle specifically because I'm like there's all these books sitting here that I'm yep. literally paying for and not using. So I, I ended up getting I got a Kindle for Christmas. So it's still way worth it. Are you like me in that you won't even buy something if it's not Prime eligible? It depends on if I really need it or yeah. not, but I always click the Prime eligible first, and yep. then I only go off of that if I can't find it. And sometimes, if it's not Prime eligible, I'll go to eBay. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm like, you know, I'm might be able to get it for cheaper it on now, eBay. But yeah. I am, I am still shocked by how much is eligible for Prime. A lot, a whole. We got a whole bunch of. Um, we got like two. I think hundred dollar Amazon gift cards for our wedding, mm-hmm. and we bought so many kitchen things, yeah. like like Pyrex bowls and like all kinds of stuff for our kitchen, and it was all shipped for free. It was awesome. Yeah. And besides that, they're just easy to work with because like one of the Pyrex measuring cups was broken when we got it, mm-hmm. and they just send a call tag, so you just have to leave the box outside your house. You don't even have to go anywhere. They come and get I it. I tried that and it didn't work out for me. Oh really? I had it outside for three days. Oh, it worked and nobody for me. picked it up. Maybe you have a shitty UPS driver. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Mine's awesome. Yeah, you I ended like up dropping it off, but it was, uh, I, I still love Prime. I don't think the $20 increase is unreasonable, like you said, if it keeps going up and up. But like they also said, too, it's been the same for nine years. Right. If they were to pull a Netflix move and go, okay, it's $20 now, and then next year they increase it again, okay, right. now I have a problem. Right. But right now, it's definitely still very much worth it for me to yeah. keep going with it. Yeah. It was sort of like a fleeting. I read the email and I was like, ah, yeah. And then I got over it immediately. Exactly. <laughs> it was like, OK, if their service wasn't as amazing as it is. Right. And I'd have a bigger issue with this. Right. Exactly. Yeah. My only thing I'd like to see is more stuff added to the instant video streaming. Well, that's going to I don't know why nobody's kind of fixed that issue, because it's the same thing with Netflix. It's just really not enough content on there. There's a lot of content. Yeah. There's a lot of shitty content. Exactly. <laughs> so it is hard. Like, I do wish that I could watch more. I was really pissed actually because they um had all the Avengers movies. They mm-hmm. had Thor, Captain America, all those on Prime for free. Yep. So you could watch them for free. And then as soon as Thor the Dark World came into the theater, they started charging you for them. They, uh, they moved them back to rental. So now they're like three ninety nine or four ninety nine or whatever. Think... So I literally watched Captain America and three days later wanted to watch Thor and it cost money. I think Netflix actually struck a deal with Marvel yeah. or with Disney to kinda make it more exclusive to them. Yeah. So I think that's the reason for it. Yeah. Which is unfortunate. But it definitely sucks. Yeah. But either way, still don't, worth it. Don't remove content. <laughs> add yeah, content. I know. It's a bummer. Yeah. Uh following the recent death of the iconic Harold Ramis, which we didn't talk about too much, it is incredibly sad. It is a huge loss to the comedy movie community. Uh it was reported that the script was a for a third Ghostbusters movie was being reworked. Obviously Egon Cannot be in it unless they do some weird CGI stuff. Deadline is now reporting that Ivan Reitman is stepping down as the film's director, but will be staying on as a producer. Okay. Now targeting an early 2015 production, the storyline is rumored to focus on a new generation of Ghostbusters with cameos from the original stars, which is kind of what we thought it was all going to end up being anyway. Right, right. It's just unfortunate that the prime mentor of the group would have been Egon. Well, not even acting-wise only like he would have put a lot toward it yep you know writing and producing and all that too Agreed. that he would have added a lot to the whole production so it's not just that he's not going to be in it it's mm-hmm. that he's not going to have anything to do with it right that's really although 
this has been in the works for so long, who's to say he hasn't had some sort of input at this point? Right, right. Which I can only hope for because yeah. the the staggering list of movies that he has done is unbelievable. Right, right. He was a legend. Yeah. Going right from Ghostbusters to another of your favorites, <gasps> Harry Potter World. Oh, boy. Following the footsteps of the Hobbit franchise, Warner Brothers is planning three mega movies for J.K. Rowling's Harry Potter spinoff, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. The 54-page book was written back in 2001 between publication of the fourth and fifth Harry Potter books. Set initially in New York about seven decades before the start of the Harry Potter story, the films will follow Magizoologist Newt Scamander. So, uh, are we, are we as scared about this as we were about The Hobbit? Because at least The Hobbit book was a book. This is 54 pages, which seems like a stretch even when you take a Dr. Seuss book and like Lorax it out and add other stuff, but taking a 54 page book and making three movies out of it? No. Have you read it? Read? It's only 54 pages. <laughs> You're asking a lot of me. Well, I own it. <laughs> okay. And it really does just read like an encyclopedia. Okay. So no, because it will just be a totally original story. So I don't, they're not going to be like trying to stretch the book out. Okay. They're, it's probably going to be a story about how he wrote the book. So there's nothing storyline wise no, in this book no whatsoever. Plot. No, there's no plot. Oh, it's okay. It's just an encyclopedia. It's, it's, it came in a book. I have a set. I think it's two or three. They're supposed to be Hogwarts textbooks. Yep. But she wrote them. So they're cute and fun and very small, but yep. they're just supposed to be, they're just textbooks. Oh, okay. Yeah. So all the story, whether it we'll be, be three totally movies original. or one movie, it doesn't matter anyway. Right. Oh, all right. Yeah. Well, all right. Then Hobbit's the only one that's made that dumb decision then. Right. <laughs> I haven't seen the, the new one. The new one is way better than the first one. Is it true that it like wraps up the Hobbit story and the third one is going to be the, somebody said the third one's going to be like this original. I've never read the book, so okay. well, I don't know. That's what I heard was that the first two were the Hobbit book and yep. then the third one is like this weird hybrid made up of like his manuscripts and oh, like maybe. a like a bridge between They're the Hobbit definitely and the Lord not of Rings. done where they left off. Okay. It's kind of Empire Strikes Back ish where it's not a full movie. Okay. It's definitely like part two of more. Okay. Yeah. It's not a standalone thing. Yeah. Which I don't necessarily like that they do. I want every movie to stand alone in a way, but Yeah. Yeah. We shall see. 20th Century Fox has released the teaser trailer for Blue Sky Studios' Peanuts movie. I saw that. Which hits theaters on November 6th, 2015. For the first time ever, Snoopy, Charlie Brown, and the rest of the gang we know and love from Charles Schultz's timeless Peanuts comic strip will be making their big screen debut like they've never been seen before in a CG animated feature film. I think the animation looks friggin' adorable. I love the art. Yes. I love it. And I'm so happy they're not like make when I first heard Peanuts movie, I was like, oh no, it's gonna be like Garfield. Yeah. Or like the Chipmunk movie. Like yeah. it's gonna be live action slash animation. Right, and it's right. not, so I'm fine. I'm like, woohoo. Yeah. All right. Oh, Way right. happier with this. And I love the first Ice Age, so I trust them. Yep. I love Blue Sky Studios. Yeah. They're great. But the, Rio was good too. And the animation is super adorable. It's not what you think. No. Nope. Like if you haven't seen it, it doesn't look like um Ice Age. It doesn't look like any other animated movie you've seen it's mm. like kind of shaded and a little more it's a little more illustrative yeah yeah, yeah. it's yeah. kind of like rounded three dimensions instead of fully fleshed out three dimensional right. characters exactly i think it looks great it's adorbs yeah 
<laughs> I don't think I've ever heard you use adorbs before. Just after that commercial, I use it all the time. We say totes adorbs all the oh, time. Oh, no. <laughs> Which commercial? The one with uh, James Earl Jones and, and uh, Malcolm McDowell. Oh, I never see commercials anymore. Oh, so. my God. You're going to love it. Oh, really? We might have to pause while you find that and watch that commercial because oh, no. it's awesome. <laughs> okay. I'll, I will find that. It's great. Ryan is a total Heidi McHarterson. Obvi, he's amazeballs. He's like the hottest hottie that ever hottied. He's like a hottie times infinity plus another infinity. And his smile is totes adorbs. Totes my goats. It's cray cray adorbs. Totes my goats. That was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> totes my goats. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, moving on. John Chu, the director of G.I. Joe Retaliation, has just announced a truly outrageous project. Along with producers Jason Blum and Scooter Braun, the director will bring Gem and the Holograms to the big screen. A joint collaboration by Hasbro, Marvel Productions, and Sunbow Productions, the original Gem and the Holograms cartoon ran from 1985 to 1988. The show followed the adventures of music company owner Jerrica Benton's alter ego Gem and her band, the Holograms. Were you a Gemini Holograms fan? A huge Gemini Holograms. I thought you might I be. still have my Aja doll on my dresser. Wow, you remember the deep names, huh? Yeah, I remember all their names. <laughs> I have I have the first two and a half seasons on DVD. Oh, wow. Yeah. Actually, I actually just <laughs> brought them to see to, for my niece to watch yesterday. I brought them over to her. Um, not excited about this project, though. No. Because they're going to fuck it up. Probably. Probably. <laughs> One of the things, they got some weird, crazy idea where they want to take, like, cons- like um, ideas from fans. Like, like they know. want fan input and... In- yeah, exactly. So, it's going to be weird. Hmm. I as mean, hopefully, as... they'll, hopefully they'll just take things from fans and then not use them because they're going to suck. Right, right. Um, so who knows what they'll actually end up doing with this. But they're like, we want the fan, you know, they want the fans to like write music for it. Yeah. Like weird shit like that. So I don't know. Well, if they're, they could hit a lot of fan town out there. If they, if they found some good songs and they were going to buy those from fans and pay them for usage. And I think that's kind of a cool idea, like a crowdsourced music aspect of it. Right. If it, if they're like taking story input from fans and stuff, that's a little stupid. Right. But if they're like just taking music, I think that's interesting. It would be interesting if it was any good. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you never know. You get those people. There's some really good artists on YouTube and whatnot. Yeah, I guess so. That just don't have the right venues or anything. We'll see. I mean, I'm not excited for Jim and the Holograms. Right? I'm just, <laughs> I'm not the target audience anyway. Right, right. But. I'm, I'm a little, well, that's the other concern. It's like, who is? Because, right. like, it's not something that they've redone at all. It was short lived. It was yep. good. It was really good. Um, even it, it holds up, like, cause I have Shira too, and Shira does not hold up. Yeah, no, it doesn't. Neither <laughs> does He-Man. Not hold up. No. But, but Jem does. It was a good show, but I just wonder, I'm like, okay, you get, you have girls about my age, so you have girls in their early, early 30s. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I just yeah. feel like it's a weird audience. They're like, probably I don't know past if, the gem era. I don't know if they're, I mean, I'm showing it to my niece, but like, I don't know how many are doing that. Like, mm. I don't know how many people bought the DVDs. I don't know. How many people are hardcore gem fans? How many people still have their Aja doll sitting on their dresser? Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> I don't know how to write music, so I'm out. Sony and Panasonic have revealed the archival disc, which is a new professional use optical disc with storage capacities ranging from 300 gigabytes at launch up to one terabyte in the future. 
The discs are expected to ship starting in summer of 2015. And just as a basis of comparison for people to know, uh, if 300 gigabytes is their starting one, the initial DVD storage size is around like 4.7 gigabytes, I believe. And then Blu-rays hold 50 gigabytes. So their starting level of this disc is 300 gigabytes to eventually one terabyte, which is a thousand gigabytes. That's pretty crazy for one disc. The new disc is being aimed at the archive market, with Sony saying it realizes that optical discs will need larger storage formats in the future. In addition to the data increase, archival discs will have excellent properties to protect themselves against the environment, such as dust resistance and water resistance, and can also withstand changes in temperature and humidity when stored. The target audience is not the mass market for these, but instead those professionals that require the protection of valuable data into the future, such as the film industry and online cloud centers. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm like, I would think, I mean, all computers are moving away from disks now. Right. So you'd think that the the money would be in USB, mm-hmm. you know, rather than a disk. I think it's, it is like definitely for people that do very, very heavy, like file types. Like at this point, if I built up enough show content and we have quite a bit at this point, I do have synced it up with a cloud and everything. But if I wanted to archive like our first hundred shows on a disk and then just store that somewhere. I think that's kind of the idea or like tons of video files. The the thing is, they're not supposed to be like readable in the same way that uh, PlayStation would read a Blu-ray disc or a Blu-ray movie or anything like that. Right. So it's not putting it on there to read. It's purely just for storage and recovery later on if you need it. In case of the zompocalypse. Right. 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 Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I gotcha. Yeah. We're just we're, everything we do from this point forward is just preparing. Just preparing for that. That's really it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Regardless of what happens, we're going to have to try to piece our society back together. <laughs> At some point. Needs to happen. A live action adaptation of Brian Michael Bendis and Michael Oming's comic book series Powers is on the way as a half hour or sorry, not half hour as an hour long original drama series. A few years back, the show was being developed for FX with a never released pilot that starred Lucy Punch and Jason Patrick as Detectives Pilgrim and Walker. The new iteration is being developed by Sony Pictures Television for release as a series on PlayStation. What? Yes. Wow. So Microsoft has already started to kind of go into this realm. They've talked about uh, the Halo series that's going to come out for Microsoft Xbox. They've talked about some documentary, like a documentary series they are doing. But now it looks like PlayStation or Sony, at least, is starting to develop content for the PlayStation platform. So they're going to have their own stuff available, I assume, through the PlayStation Network. I don't know if there's going to be price points on that or if it's going to be available for maybe like PlayStation Plus members or what. But very interesting. Hmm. 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 (laughs) No thoughts on that. I don't know. I'm just thinking of the whole cable thing like I, I don't know where I stand on that because I was thinking about um, something you had said about the WWE network mm-hmm. which is $10 a month mm-hmm. so that's awesome mm-hmm. however I mean you st- you pick 10 networks and you're up to $100 a month true so I just I just wonder where it's all going because it seems like it's going in that direction but it could end up being just as expensive as just having a cable my cable true cable and internet mm-hmm. together um, I pay about $112 a month. Okay. So that's not a lot of individual, you know, if it starts going in that direction, it's, that's not like a lot of content. No. So it's weird. It's Although a weird I thing. feel like 
at least if I am, I don't have an issue paying that much if I'm getting everything that I want. Right. Like I made the choice to get this other thing and welcome it into my uh, entertainment life. So if, if that's something that I am purchasing a la carte, then I must really want it. It's not like I'm paying a ridiculous amount of money for a whole bunch of stuff that I'm not watching. And I'm only watching very little within that space. Yeah. I could just picture it getting out of hand though. I'm like, could. am I going to be paying $300 a month for all my, you know, all right, my content? Right. Cause I look at, I'm, I'm a prime member and a Netflix member mm-hmm. and Netflix I think is, and I don't know, I don't even know how much it is. I think it's like eight or $9 a month. Yeah, yeah. And, um, Amazon, when you do the division is about $7 a month. Mm-hmm. So already I'm paying for those two services in addition to my cable. So then let's say I pick five networks that I want to buy their $10 service that they're going to eventually right. end up coming. It's like not saving any money. Yeah. Like the whole plan is like, I don't want to pay for stuff I'm not going to watch, but it's still going to be a lot of fucking money. <laughs> and so, eventually you'll feel like you're paying for a network anyway and not right. all networks are as specified as Food Network or like Sci-Fi. Right, or if you like one show on a network, you don't yeah. want to pay $10 a month. I mean, I I only watch AMC for The Walking Dead. I don't want to pay $10 a month for The Walking Dead because yeah. you can buy it on iTunes for less than that. So, Which is going to be the other option, I guess. Right, but it's just weird. Like, it, but I wonder... I mean, ideally, I would like the cable companies to say, we're going to compete with this and we're going to let you design your own package. Mm. That would be the perfect solution. It would be. If I could say, I still want my $110 a month and I'm still going to give it to you, Mm -hmm. but you're going to give me what I want in return. And then the channels that nobody buys just go away. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Which is what they're so afraid of, honestly. Who gives a shit? As long as you're getting your $110 a month, who cares? Oh, from a, from a customer standpoint, that's great. No, but I mean, what, only people that are going to care are those networks that aren't creating content anyways. True. But the cable True. company itself won't care because it's still making its money. True. But I think there's some uh, some money going on that we don't see to yeah. kind of... <laughs> but I mean, I'd be not, I would like to see the cable companies respond with something competitive. Yeah. Because I don't want to I don't want to buy 10 channels and still spend $100 and then have no options. Like, Agreed. I do want to, you know, I want to watch this once in a while. Or there's a special on, like, the Cosmos is a limited series. It doesn't mean right, that I want right. to purchase that all year, you know. Yeah, wait so for the DVD on that then. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm just trying to picture how it's going to go. Because yeah. I know it's I know it's changing, and I'm just trying to wrap my head around how it could possibly... We're in that weird flux it's area. It's a very weird flux area. Yeah. It just sort of blows my mind. It's interesting. And now probably the most important news story of the day. Sharknado 2, the second one, <laughs> <laughs> will premiere on Sci-Fi on Wednesday, July 30th at 9 p.m. All we have right. an official release date. I mean, that really is kind of... I should have started the news with that. No, because then everybody would have shut the, the podcast right. off. And so if they did, then they're missing this right. very important announcement. Exactly. Right. Exactly. You wouldn't want to... <laughs> and it's exciting to know that uh, Benji from the Howard Stern Show has a very prominent cameo within the movie as well and does get shark consumed. So that's exciting. Oh, you're giving it away. I don't want to know. They said it on the... I don't want to know. They said it on the show. Yeah, but I'm like totally avoiding all... Do you know who Benji thing? is? No. Then you're not even going to know. <laughs> I didn't watch the first Sharknado either, so I really don't care. Yeah, well, he wasn't in the first one, but yeah, I know you're excited. Don't pretend. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll, we'll next week we'll do some geek outs, some freak outs. Uh, we'll do our smash up that people have been submitting for, and uh, maybe some Star Trek talk. We'll see. Ooh. Uh, so, any final thoughts or something you want to plug as we get out of here? Never. Never. If you say never, when you eventually have something that you want to promote, it's going to be a whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. To see everything we do, go to thegeekgeneration.com. If you use iTunes, please rate the show and rate a review there. 
Like us at facebook.com slash thegeekgeneration. Follow us at Geek Generation on Twitter and Pinterest. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at the Night Angel. Send your emails to podcast.thegeekgeneration.com. And as always, the show theme is provided by Machine Supremacy. The link to their site can also be found on our site. We'll be back with new stuff next week. See you then. Later. Make it so.